Hey, 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 it's Crystal, the goddess, and I'm the creator and owner of the House of Divinity. And welcome to the House of Divinity podcast, a place where we have divine discussions, all about raising your vibration, activating and aligning your chakras, and really just tapping in and being your most divine goddess self. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of the House of Divinity podcast. I'm your host, Crystal, the goddess. And I am joined today by a very good friend who I've known for a few years and love, but I'm joined, and I actually always do this, but I I do like when people introduce themselves. So go ahead and introduce yourself today. Hi, how's it going, everybody? My name's Kevin. Um, I am the head coach and co-owner of Foundational Training Performance, and I just want to thank Crystal for having me today on her lovely podcast, and I can't wait to share more information regarding health and healing on this amazing podcast. I love, first of all, I'm like, I was gonna say like, ooh, you jumping the gun, I love this, because I always like to start with gratitude, but you just started us off, but you know, you segued us perfectly into that, and you know, I receive the gratitude and appreciation for having you here, but my gratitude, and I say this all the time, but I really do have so much of gratitude and appreciation, gratitude and appreciation for you. Thank you. Because (laughs) the reason Kevin is here, we're going to talk about it in our dynasty discussion, but Kevin is my cupping guy. I have like my guys and my girls for everything. Kevin is my cupping guy. And I always, I'm so inquisitive, right? So Mm -hmm. every time I go to you and I've been having quite a few sessions, Mm -hmm. but I always have so many questions. Mm -hmm. And so when I started the podcast, I knew I wanted to spread awareness to the different types of healing. And so I was like, I got to have Kevin on to talk about cupping because I love it so much and I want the world to like experience it. So mm-hmm. thank and you now, for joining. And now we're here. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. The time has arrived. I'm excited. I also was going to say too, though, um, Kevin is joined today with his honey in the studio. So if you happen to hear any voices that are not like, wait, who's that? It's, we're, it's three of us. It's fine. She's being my little emotional anchor in the corner. Right I there. love it. Emotional support. <laughs> Literally one of my fave, fave, cutest little couples. So I had to let her hear because, you know, she's one of my girls. <laughs> so um, thank you for expressing gratitude. Um, any other gratitude you want to express before we dive in? Yes. I mean, I, I can take up this whole podcast expressing gratitude, but just um, I just kind of thinking from this past week. I'm very grateful for the the new people that have came into our studio and, you know, I was able to help them out with their recovery journey. I'm very grateful that, you know, I was able to wake up, you know, on my own time this morning on a Sunday morning, not Mm -hmm. having to wake up in a hurry. And I'm very grateful that I was able to spend some quality time this morning with my favorite person in the world. And also, I'm very grateful for God giving my sister another day, uh, another year of life. Today is her birthday. Oh, happy birthday. So, happy birthday, Yvette. I just wanted to shout say, to yeah, shout out to Yvette. I just hope you have a great day and I, you know, wish you nothing but another year of life full of blessings and health. And I'm very happy to see how you're doing help healthier now. So happy birthday, Yvette. I'm very grateful that God gave you another year. Hey, shout out. I love a good shout out. Um, let me see. I feel inspired to express a little bit more gratitude today. So I also want to express gratitude to with Marina being here, it makes me think about all my goddesses that are joining me in Costa Rica and just like the genuine relationships that have been cultivated. So shout out to all the goddesses. Um, we also just did our nature hike. So shout out to the goddesses that joined us this past weekend on our nature hike. But yeah, let's go ahead and segue. So I like to talk about healing. I like to do a healing highlight where I just highlight like something in the healing field and it's interesting when i have a guest because i always feel like well i want to highlight the practice that you do yeah, yeah but i also wanted to do something different today because we talk me and marina his honey we talk a lot about astrology but i was like you know what we just entered libra season and <laughs> it's one more month closer to my birthday scorpio season but i wanted to highlight um my manifestation crystal tumbler but specifically the rose quartz are you? I know Marina loves crystals. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with rose quartz? I'm very familiar with rose quartz. What? Very familiar to the point where she said that make sure that if I ever receive rose quartz, it's only from her. Hey. Okay. So give me a fact. What is something you know about rose quartz? What's the benefit? I mean, I just know that it from what I remember. I hope she doesn't. You know, I don't butcher this. <laughs> but from what I remember, you know, rose quartz is a stone of 
uh, affection or love or attraction. Yes. So if you want someone to be attracted to you or to fall in love with you or to be deeply in love with you, you provide them that rose quartz, right? Right? Maybe? Yeah? No? Maybe so? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's Got good. It. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's not bad for that type of amount of knowledge, okay? No, I'm trying my good. best. I'm trying my best. How does Victor, does Victor know about crystals more like that or no? Probably not. <laughs> He like lets me do my thing. That's he probably it. doesn't. No. Oh man. But no, you're good. The umbrella about rose quartz is that it's a stone of love. Really? Yeah. Okay. And so I wanted to highlight this because it actually, uh, if your sister's birthday is today, mm -hmm. that means she's a Libra, and rose quartz complements Libras very well. Actually. Yeah, because Libra is actually ruled by the planet Venus, uh -huh. and Venus is the planet of love. And so what this does is it helps our Libras really tap into that loving energy. Mm -hmm. It helps them um, replace like negative energy with positive energy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if your sister gets kind of emotional and riled up sometimes. She has four boys, so. Ooh, she, yeah, so yeah. she's gonna need all the positivity in the, the house. Positive. Yeah, she See? needs all. And then you mentioned love as in like outward love, but for our Libras, this crystal also helps to really tap in and let them develop unconditional self-love okay. so that they can love upon themselves more. That's funny because I yeah. think about my sister, that's, that's, that's genuinely her. She loves, she loves her, her, the men in her life so much. Yeah. So it's pretty cute to see that, you know, yeah. to actually hear that all come into fruition. See? Yeah. So any Libras, you want to give them uh, a crystal, Rose Quartz is definitely great because it complements a lot of their characteristics and the lovingness that they already have right so yeah that is very true yeah. that is very true it's funny because i used to consider my second mom growing up see yeah, yeah. and i was gonna say libras i one of my very good friends from high school is a libra and they love hard like you said the people in their lives mm -hmm. so i love that the rose quartz is also that reminder like love upon yourself sometimes it's mm -hmm. okay so i love that for her and i love that my friend and your sister so let's go ahead and get into the dynasty discussion. All my okay. crystal lovers, whether that's you or someone you love, I have the perfect, perfect gift. Shop our manifestation crystal tumblers. We have the largest selection of crystals to choose from. So no matter what you're trying to manifest, whether it's love, joy, peace, protection, we have the crystal perfect for you. Whether it's your zodiac sign, I know how much we love our zodiac sign. Shop the crystal tumbler that matches your zodiac sign and get the healing that you deserve. Healing in one, two, three easy steps. Fill your tumbler with water, allow it to sit 20 to 30 minutes so that the water can absorb the vibration of the crystals. And then after that 20, 30 minutes is over, you drink the water, step three, and the water inside our bodies matches the vibration of the water that we are drinking and it will internally raise your vibration and activate your chakras and activate the cells within your body. So shop the largest selection now, perfect for fruit infused drinks, teas, and of course water. Shop now and get this healing delivered right to your doorstep. See you in checkout. Okay, okay so our Dynasty discussion today, we are talking about cupping. Mm -hmm. And I could talk about it all day. And I'll be trying, like you said, trying not to butcher stuff when I'm talking to people. But now that I have you here, can you first of all just tell us, like, what is what is cupping? So, cupping. So, cupping is a form of healing therapy that can be done in different ways. There is dry cupping where you can use, like, a pump. And that's mm -hmm. the type of cupping that I do. There's the traditional um, Eastern medicine cupping where um, the Chinese culture practice it a lot. And they, they do like fire cupping. So what they do is they get like a little cotton swab and they light it on fire. And then they basically swab it inside while it's on fire inside the cup to pull out the oxygen. And then they place that hot cup on the skin surface and it creates the same effect of a suction effect mm. but that's um basically the what cupping does is it helps improve most importantly circulation and i think that's going to be one of the most ongoing topic throughout this whole healing process is that oxygen is key oxygen is the key to healing and life even when you're meditating you need to find a good oxygen like breathing pace right so that's going to allow you to one lock in more to your meditation and then in general too like oxygen is what literally carries nutrients throughout our body so no number one thing for cupping is when you're what you should be expecting or what you should be expecting the benefits of cupping is going to be improved blood circulation my favorite thing yeah 
<laughs> and so how does that work? So what that does is basically if you have areas that you feel that have been you know, constantly tight or feeling like constant aches and pains mm -hmm. or an area that you feel like it's stiff on you or let's say you're working out and you have a hard time engaging that area, hence like a little mind and muscle connection. Yeah. When you do cupping, you basically break up um, muscle adhesions, which basically are muscle fibers that okay. basically ent entangle themselves. And it's not a bad thing when that happens. That's actually our body's form of protecting us throughout whatever we do throughout our lives. Or let's say if you're someone that has an active lifestyle and you're always putting your body through it, like let's right. say a construction worker, right? A construction worker is going to develop a lot of scar tissue and muscle adhesions on their body because it's a very demanding laboring job. So for their body to not get physically tired all the time, they need to, they're gonna, they're gonna develop scar tissue on their back, their legs, and that's what's gonna allow them to keep on doing their job. But what happens with scar tissue if you don't treat it is that it can start becoming stiff on you because there's no circulation because of those knots, it's causing a blockage of circulation to mm -hmm. that specific area. So that's when cupping comes involved where you can put a cup directly on that spot mm -hmm. and improve immediately the circulation mm -hmm. so in an area that has been tight for a while you can start noticing immediate changes within the first session so for example if you get a muscle adhesion that's something that can really affect even the littlest things that you don't realize like i say if i get a muscle adhesion if you look at my shirt if i get a muscle and when we say muscle adhesion you're referring to the tightness yes like knots okay. have you ever you know like when we feel the knot yeah you yeah. know when you're massaging yeah. somebody and you feel that giant knot on the back of your shoulder i don't but that usually feels it on me and i'm the, like exactly yeah it hurts yeah and that's a muscle adhesion gotcha. okay okay so those knots basically um what they do is like for example let's say i got a knot on the back of my shoulder look how a knot on the back of my left shoulder is going to affect everything to the right of me. So if I get a knot and basically that knot is actually created on something called fascia. Okay. Mm, okay. So I want, which is uh, another topic. Yeah. 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 yeah so, trust I me, I, I, so I apologize because <laughs> no, you're I, good. I, I, if I have to kind of come back and go research, yeah. because here's the thing with me, I love dropping information so I can, I can get carried away with this stuff. No, I, I am very familiar because yeah. like I said, I, every time I have a session, hmm. I ask you one question and like you go into so much depth which makes me think of another question oh my god seriously but i love that because mm. one of the things i always say about you when i'm talking to anybody is like he's so knowledgeable mm -hmm. like you know your stuff mm -hmm. and one thing about me i don't play about the body right yeah, yeah. like no so you many, shouldn't especially now like because social media is has allowed so many things to become trendy yes because even my honey he'll tell me like yeah i know someone that's now doing cupping mm -hmm. and i'm like what like how did they like i just don't trust it yeah, yeah. and so when i'm talking to anybody i'm like go see my guy mm -hmm. like appreciate that all the time i'm actually i sent one of my coworkers to you yes like I, I talk about you at work i talk about you to my friends and i'm happy somebody actually came and visited you which by the way it's funny because um it was a male co-worker yeah and usually when it comes to cupping i don't know what it is but i think male patient uh, female patients have a stronger pain tolerance than male patients but it makes sense because i mean you know women give birth so you guys do pain a lot tolerance. yeah and you have to deal with guys too so it's just you're trying to get some brownie <laughs> points it works it works we agree look we'll allow it oh man but yeah so kind of like what cupping is going back to that whole conversation before i spilled off cupping yeah. is just the overall importance of cupping what it does is improve circulation in areas yeah. that you need better circulation if, oh sorry no go ahead no, so if you improve circulation you're going to start realizing the quality of like life improve so as far as like if you have a stiff shoulder you do cupping you probably have some stagnation going on and, that's and stagnation the, being stagnation is basically just like a blockage of circulation gotcha yeah and okay. the stagnation happens through the knots i was going to say so if i have I would know I had stagnation based on a knot. When I feel sore, does mm -hmm. that is that like an indication of anything? Uh, like 
Are you talking about sore posts doing something? Yeah. Let's say you're doing like your healing and you're doing like the bowls, no, I'm just right? Like if I was working out, because you not be working out. Sometimes. Okay, so girl, <laughs> as you should, girl. I mean, props to you being able to like you okay, know sometimes. keep your health and all that stuff and running all this stuff like that's impressive. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so if you're working out, that's actually a good question because when you work out, what is it that you do when you work out? Most of the times when you work out, you are if you feel sore, you're going to be basically creating micro tears, and that's that might sound kind of. I was going to say that sounds horrible. Yeah, when, it, when I say micro tears it's not as bad as it sounds but that's what that's why you're sore the next day because when okay. you create these micro tears think about growing muscle as like expanding a balloon so you keep on blowing into balloon to the okay. point where right before you know it's about to pop you get it right there and i'm not sure if you've ever seen like the material on the balloon like on the tip of the balloon it's like stretched out right like the color is like all kind of like light on the ends but on yeah. the tip of the balloon it's darker that's muscle when you pump blood into a muscle group you're expanding expanding but when you expand muscle Areas and surfaces of the muscle is going to basically create micro tears and hence it releases all those toxins, it releases lactic acid, mm -hmm. and that's why you feel sore the next day. Okay? I want to ask, because you were, when you were speaking before, um, this is bad because I actually forgot exactly what you said, but it made me, we were talking about the pain. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because, and Honey's been making jokes, so I've been kind of sore lately and pulling things. Mm -hmm. But on my hike yesterday, my left knee, I started to feel... I mean, it wasn't like an intense pain, but like I felt it wasn't normal, like mm -hmm. as I was walking. Mm -hmm. And then later that night, I felt it again. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious, like, would would you be able to cup like around my knee to to so, get the circulation going? Really good question. So usually when it comes to like cupping and like this form of treatment, so the overall basis of cupping is to 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 heal your fascia. Okay. okay? And so. For example, if your, your situation with your knee, a lot of people sometimes when you're curing the fascia, um, you're going to realize that, for example, certain people's problems like your knee, my, your knee might not even be the issue and why your knee is hurting. Mm -hmm. So like I've had people who have had like sciatica and sciatica kind of radiates to the lower back slash like lower right. extremity region, right? right? And they cannot tolerate their lower back. Yeah. But when I do tissue work and I'm restructuring their fascia and I'm kind of like palpitating against like their, their lower back, they don't feel the discomfort on the lower back. But then when I start working on the areas where the sciatic nerve runs through, which is like through the glute, the hip area, they can't tolerate that pain. Yeah. But then they're telling me that they feel pain on their lower back and they can't mobilize the lower back. So for you, like sometimes most of our pain, it really, if it's a scale of over three, a pain level over three, mm -hmm. and there's no significant damage to like that specific area, like your knee, did you tear your ACL? No. <laughs> did you I'm like, did, I don't even know what that you, is. So, I just hear about it all so the time. So you, you, you didn't tear no crucial ligaments in your <laughs> Not knee? Not that I know of, no. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't fracture your kneecap or anything, Never. right? So most of the times when you have pain and it's a direct area, it's, it's not, not even the muscle itself. Area. It's not. It's something connected to that area because fascia yeah. is basically connected tissue that wraps around our muscles, our bones, and it holds everything together. And basically, if you have like knee pain, my best advice is this. There's something that's going on up north or going down south so right. for example anyone that i've ever had knee pain that never had any crucial injuries to their knee i it's usually them having a tight quad or having a tight calf and i'm very tight because yeah. i used to be able to touch my toes and i'm uh, struggle oh no so that's... yeah but you know this because yeah, we, yeah. you've actually done one lower session on me mm -hmm. and basically that was years ago and i just want to say nothing's changed mm -hmm. i still mm -hmm. i've i i attempted mm -hmm. And I was successful for a certain amount of time of like stretch, like even like once a night, I would just like, okay, just stretch and touch your toes. Yeah, yeah. Like just slowly trying to build that up. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also interesting that you are mentioning fascia because anyone has been an OG with the House of Divinity, which used to be the healing house. We had our run of doing um, the body sculpting. Yeah. And when I started to learn about body sculpting, I learned about fascia. Yeah. And so when you mentioned it, I'm like, oh, I kind of know what that is. Yeah. But I would love for you to like break down specifically like what is the fascia and then let's go and go a little bit deeper into that. Sure. So fascia. Um, fascia is basically connective tissue. Like I said, that it, it basically holds structure throughout your whole body. So this wraps on top of your muscles, your bones, your organs. It's literally... The, the layering above everything. I was going to say, is it right under the skin? It's right it's right underneath the skin. Right, under, right, right underneath okay. the skin. It's, so it's right underneath the skin and right on top of everything else. Your right. muscles and your bones and all that. Mm -hmm. And it is 
probably one of the most understood things when it comes to Western medicine. Um, I've had clients that work in the medical field and they're going through med school and as they're going through the cadavers, like they're cutting open these bodies, the instructor is telling them, throw away the fascia. Because they're really? just focusing within the muscles or they're focusing within the organs, but they're not really, what people don't know is that most of our pain or, you know, constant aches and pains that we feel really stems from fascia. And so, for example, fascia, like I said, that's where most of our trauma is stored. Well, I want to pause too, because it's interesting you say the aches and pains, because even when I learned about it, I was learning about it, how it is like the cause of the cellulite, right? Mm -hmm. So you mentioned before, like the trauma to the tissues. And so I remember learning about like, that's why like the dentations in the skin and the body has to do with that. Like, mm. is it damaged fascia or like the- So um, fascia, like when you do your form of therapy, the rolling on, yeah, it's to what, to, to, to flatten it, to, to stretch it, it right? Yes. So cool thing about fascia is that just how like you can heal it from the outside in, like outside in is like me working surface area on top of a certain area that you have tightness. I'm providing existential force on top of that area mm -hmm. and I'm going to heal the fascia from there by manipulating the scar yeah. tissue. Then you can heal fascia from the inside out. Mm -hmm. So through breathing and oxygen, as I was mentioning earlier, with oxygen, you can literally expand your fascia and stretch it out because it's collagen. You're basically, the, it's collagen fibers that we produce and that's what scar tissue is. Okay. So for example, if you are expanding fascia, you can stretch it out, lengthen it. You can also flatten it. That's why in your form of therapy, you roll it and With you stretch it. With the wood therapy. Yeah. yeah, that's what we're doing. We're and believe it, it or not, in a way you don't realize you're actually breaking down muscle adhesions. Yeah, I feel like I've learned that. You, so so <laughs> you, you don't realize, but you're even doing fascia therapy yourself. And that's pretty I cool. I was, yeah. yeah. And so for people, when you don't realize that when you've you know, even out the fascia and you have known adhesions, not even is the skin or the muscle around that area going to look smoother. It's not going to have, it's going to have a more smoother texture. You're not going to have like those little bumps that are there. Yeah. So yeah, you can, you can, you can expand and train your fascia. Like that's yeah. the thing. Like for example, someone that does, um, let's say yoga or someone that does gymnastics, they have to have very flexible fashion because their right. body's contorting, their body's upside down. Yeah. You can't, like for example, there's a difference between flexibility and mobility. Someone could be flexible enough to pull, you know, their hand behind their head, right. but they don't have the mobility in their fascia to turn their whole arm around without having to turn their shoulder around. So like for example, that allows, yeah, that allows the fascia that I have since Marina did body work on me, Marina does sometimes body work on me. I just tell her to kind of just dig a knee or an elbow on me whenever I have like tight muscles or fascia, yeah. but I was having a little bit of shoulder issues and I realized that mobility in my shoulder was not there. I had flexibility cause I was able to stretch it, but then the mobility was not there. Okay. So with her working on my fascia, I was able to have more flexible fashion now go into full range of motion. And why is that important? Because you can avoid injury that way. Okay. So if you're someone that is playing sports and the fascia is realigning the way you move, that can cause future injury with different movement patterns. If you're someone that, you know, does healing and you're working on like your those those bowls that you have yeah. are not light, those handles, and you do this for a certain period of time. If you're always doing that, always doing yeah. that, that's literally, that's also stuff that you can also realign and just, for example, clean up so you don't feel those pains either later on. And I remember too, when I saw you a couple months ago, we actually, when you were doing work on my back, you actually noticed like a difference in my back. And I was like, is that bad? And you were like, I could tell that you've been building this muscle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, because my arms are up and I'm doing sound bowls yeah. for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting to me to hear you like be able to notice that, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I actually want to talk about the cupping experience. So I actually yeah. do want to go through the whole process because it's funny to me that I'm like, oh yeah, this is my cupping. I'm going for cupping. And when people ask me questions, I'm like, oh no, the cupping is like 10 minutes. It's like the very last part of the session. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I've been with you. I think we've had like an hour and a half session before. Yes. And we don't start with the cupping. Yeah. So first things first, I walk into your studio. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? So first things first, um, we walk into the studio. I kind of go over like what you are feeling, what you're coming in for. Right. Um, so we have like this interview conversation, yes, right? Essentially, because, you know, I, I want to get familiar with the body because within fascia, you know, you store traumas, whether it's emotional trauma, whether it's physical trauma. You're going to so get me excited talking so about emotional before, trauma. So before... <laughs> 
You do, because I'm so, like, everything's connected. It really oh. is. Like, when people don't, people, people, people don't realize Marina's this. like, man. Uh, people don't realize this, but people don't realize that there's certain, there's certain muscle groups, like like the psoas, which is like a muscle in your hip flexor. around The like, hip flexor? Okay, yeah. I'm familiar with That's, the hip flexors. It's called, it's called the muscle of the soul, and I kid you not. Wait, it's called what? The muscle of the soul. It's called, oh the psoas, it's called P-S-O-A-S. That's okay. that muscle's name. And people don't know this, but you literally store trauma at a cellular level in your psoas. So, for example, have you ever had that, you know, weird gut feeling and all that stuff before? Or, like, have you ever laughed so hard before that you started crying because it hurt right here? Mm. Well, it's good for your soul when they say that you laugh, right? Because you kind of let it out. Have you, like, have you ever cried laughing? You're like, oh, my God, I just needed that. Okay. And it came from your, right here, you started feeling like, oh, I can't, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. That's your psoas. That's interesting because when you've done lower work on me, that's, we talked about the tightness in my hips and also the fact that, I don't know, since I was a child, um, when I did tennis, I remember I pulled something mm -hmm. and like, I always say like where my joint is, mm -hmm. but to hear that like, this is where like emotional trauma is stored yeah, yeah. for no reason, it almost makes me want to cry because I'm yeah. like, what happened to me? And you know, what have I suppressed? But I know I've had like, yeah. yeah. And I've worked on people before where they came into my studio and they, perfectly fine i mean you know like there there's no sign of like sadness and right i work on their psoas and they're super tight from their hips and they just literally st like start bawling yeah bawling and it's not because it hurts i was gonna say but your sessions do kind yeah, of yeah yeah like it, it, depending <laughs> depending on what you're working on like yes. for example like it if some people is coming if people are coming in to to work on an injury like let's say I, like tomorrow i have a soccer athlete coming in okay and she tears up her legs left and right. So I know when I work on her, she's gonna have a lot of scar tissue build up and that's gonna kinda, you know, maybe she'll feel a little bit of discomfort, but it's because what does she do? She runs miles and miles every day. She is literally kicking and extending her knee hundreds of times. Like if you really think about it, the average human would just go like this okay. to kick a soccer ball. Mm -hmm. Do that for like a hundred times in one day, I guarantee you your knee's not gonna feel healthy the next day. Uh, so, yeah. I wouldn't wanna do that. And on top of that, they're like running back and forth. So like she might feel a little bit, you know, pain when I'm working on her, but then just like any healing, whether it's emotional, you go talk to a therapist or physical healing, the deeper you get, the more it hurts. Just, I like that. <laughs> just like any healing, the, the deeper, deeper you, you get, get the, the more, more it hurts. hurts. Okay. So we come in for the session and it's always, it's funny to me because when I come into the session, I'm like, I just want cupping and you do, even though I've had so many sessions with you, you still do like this intake conversation and I just want to be like, Kevin, like just do the cups. Like, I don't know. Like I'm fine. It's, it's for me, I would love, and we talked about this before, but like, I love cupping. I want that to be like a form of maintenance. Mm -hmm. We'll get into, I had a thought, but I'm gonna bring it up later about like how Kevin, he always tells me like, Crystal, I don't want you to have to come to me. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's mm -hmm. things you can do to build the muscles on your own. Yes, so you don't yes, feel yes. the need for that. So mm -hmm. we'll talk about that at yeah. the end. But it is interesting because no matter what, no matter how many times I've seen you, you do always, mm -hmm. okay, let's talk about what's going on. Let's talk mm -hmm. about why you're here, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So we do this conversation and then what's after our, our conversation? So like after the conversation, I kind of pursue, uh, I go on to the next step, which is I like to, with my cupping therapy sessions, I like to do a little bit of tissue work because sometimes you know, depending, I have people who are regulars and they show up consistently. Okay. And then I have somebody that, like, let's say they show up and they have lower back problems, right? Well, cupping is going to be just like putting a Band-Aid fix on top of, like, for example, if I don't get to the root of the problem, like right. into the tissue, then... I have to be honest with anybody. Like I can give you what you want, but sometimes what we want is not what we need. Right. You know, so it's just like if someone's coming to me and they've had chronic pain, then guess what? That chronic pain, just how it's stubborn, you're gonna have to be even more stubborn with it. And you're right. gonna have to go deep into the tissue. So yeah. it's like, I can make you feel better for the time being, or if you But the really problem want, is just gonna come back, is what you're saying. Back. Okay. So it's just like, for example, yeah, if someone can come in and do therapy and they can just get cupping and it's gonna be relaxing, but, if you're truly going with the intention to heal and to not feel the pain or not rely on medication or you're just finally done finding all these different health like healing alternatives, yeah. then it's the the reoccurring question is how deep do you really want to get with your healing? Yeah. So it's just, you know, with anything that has to be deep with pain, you know, 
it, it, it instills sometimes when people hear like that it hurts and all that stuff, it can instill fear, but fear is a very powerful tool. It can make you run away from it or run towards it. And whatever you want to do with that, like if you want to really chase your healing, if you're someone that prays or someone that says to the universe, I want to heal and the universe is putting that form of therapy in front of you. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been able to help out a lot of people avoid the non-surgical route. I've helped people yeah. even come out of like post-surgery. I'm not saying that surgery is not good for you or not, but you know, in today's generation or to Western medicine, people think that surgery is the end all of all. Yeah. But then what do you have to do after surgery? You need to train the tissue. You need to train the muscle fibers yeah. to work for you because it's a very, I've, I've had clients who have had literally remove the nerve of something that was causing the radiation and pain and guess what your body's going to redirect that pain somewhere else because that wasn't the root of the problem that wasn't the root of the problem Mm. and so it's just like for example even if you get surgery you have to get physical therapy done so you have to do these type of healing modalities to still take care of yourself so i tell people unless you've had like i said a crucial injury well let's say you're getting a lower back surgery because you broke your vertebrae then you have to do the surgery, obviously, or you have to kind of find a more serious alternative of healing. But if I've had people who literally had knee surgeries because their knees hurt because they had no mobility, when it's just like, you need to move it. You could have had, you could have healed or taken care of that outside of that expensive bill. And you had to, and that's the thing, it all comes back to circulation, because why? If you move the fascia around, and then you start moving the fascia with you actually moving it around. Yeah. You create circulation. With circulation comes life. Literally, it's like if you don't use something, you lose it. Yeah. You know, if you ignore it, you're not going to feel it no more either. Yeah. You got to give some TLC. You got to water. You know, you got to water the grass a little bit, yeah. and you're going to start realizing that you're going to get better improvements from it. But yeah, um, everyone can come and do cupping just if that's the option they want to do. But I tell people. If you want to experience the whole process of healing, the reason why I do massage therapy first is because I, like I said, I like to I like to work around the fascia. I like to break down the adhesions, and then after that, I, the way I like to explain it is once I smooth out the muscle, take out all the knots. I like to put cups on top of the areas that I've worked on. Okay, can we pause? Yeah, I want to pause because you said a lot, and I'm thinking about too the um. <laughs> I wanted to laugh when you said muscle therapy because that sounds so relaxing mm-hmm. and it's not mm-hmm. right <laughs> and right like I want I see Marina in the mirror like no because but truth be told that's my favorite part mm-hmm. I love and I mean I mean who doesn't love a massage but it's not one of those massages that you go to and you feel like dang they didn't do anything yeah, and yeah. I think that's why I like it so much because mm-hmm. you can feel it's working. Yes. Right? And so, again, going back to Kevin being so knowledgeable, when you have done my massage, you are literally telling me, like, do you feel that? Like, I can feel you isolating different, like, tendons and muscles. The day you isolated my vocal cord creeped me out so much. <laughs> but it's not you. I don't know. As in, a, in my adulthood recently, I've been so queasy when I think about, like, anything medical. Okay. And so the fact that you were like, this is your vocal cord. Like, ooh, it's really strong. And I was like, okay, yes, I'm loud. But also, like, that was just so weird to think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also is, like, affirming of, like, I am with the right person right now. Yeah. Because you know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And so when you've done these massages and you've like, you'll start like lower back, up my spine. I don't know. I just, like, I you know, really I'm working on your shoulders. That. If I'm working on your shoulders, yeah. I'm working all up your middle, like, like from your spine. So because like there's muscles called your erector spinae that connects from your lower back all the way to your trapezes, which is like your I've middle heard upper that back. One. Yeah, you know? see? yeah. It's connected tissue, but that's why I'm saying fascia. It's, it's literally one layering over all of your muscles, right. all of your body. So if you have an adhesion somewhere, it can cause a, a a discomfort somewhere else yeah. so that's why it's like even though if you come in with shoulder work i need to work everywhere else that's connected to that origin yeah. okay so also when you're doing the massage it's weird too because sometimes i can't tell but i know like you'll get up and you use um the metal the metal things what oh, are yeah. those called those are just kind of tools for scraping scrape that's what it is those mm-hmm. scraping tools I don't, like you said, fear is a powerful thing. And I don't want to scare anybody, but I do love, I feel like I'm a great transparency queen. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the, it's, so what's interesting to me is that you don't even do a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I've watched you do my legs, my lower work, 
and you're literally rubbing this tool down my leg and I can feel, first of all, the, the sensations are interesting yeah. because it's like, I can feel like a grating. I can, I feel like I can feel like lines on my fascia. And so when you're using these tools, how do the tools help? What are they doing? So basically what they're doing is just kind of like I was telling you earlier, like um, creating pressure from outside in. So you're basically just using a certain amount of pressure okay. that these tools are shaped for different areas of your body. So like I might have a tool that's going to be, you know, very pleasant around the knees and oh, okay. that tool is angled at a certain way so I can go in between the ligaments or whatever. But what that tool does is basically kind of replicating the same pressure what I would do, which is I'm just gliding right. pressure amongst the fascia. And so if you feel like there's areas that are, for example, I guess a good rule of thumb is if you're doing this on your own, because people can do this on their own, we'll talk about that later on. But when you're when I'm gliding and I'm gliding on fascia and muscle tissue, I guess one of the few things that I start realizing is like just working on people throughout the years, I start realizing what feels different. You know, certain muscle muscles should feel smooth. If you feel like, okay, gliding, gliding, bump, gliding, 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 right. bump, gliding, gliding, and bump. Or if you just feel like rice crispy, crack, 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 like crackles, that means you just have a lot of scar tissue build up. But that's, mm. that's not a bad thing. Like I said, we need scar tissue. That's our body's form of getting strong and resilient. But gotcha. yeah, that's all what that is doing is creating a pressure from the outside. Okay, so we do we do this. It hurts the most, but I do love it. And then after we do the massage therapy session, the section or session part of the session, what exactly happens next? So after that, um, like let's say if we already did treatment on the area that you required the treatment on, mm -hmm. I like to put cups on that area to improve right. the circulation because if you had an injury or if you have had like a constant you know ache or pain in that area there's probably a bad you know source of circulation there okay so you want to get circulation in there as much as you can as possible so what i even like to do to promote better circulation and to start expanding the fascia and training the fascia to get stronger and expand because you can expand it mm -hmm. is when i have the cups let's say for someone has like a lower back injury i'll have them have the cups laying face down and i'll start mobilizing their lower back so i'll start stretching them i'll start making them do mobility exercises mm -hmm. breathing work because now since you have the cups on you're literally creating a suction force up to the skin surface and taking out what was trapped embedded so deeply into the tissue and if you're moving what are you doing when you move you are pumping blood so now okay. you're you're literally accelerating the healing process and so that's people, why you make me do cat cow yes cat cow <laughs> all that stuff cat cow i mean i i some my the patients sometimes laugh because they feel like they're like wetzel pretzels you know because like i'm like stretching yeah. them out but like i said some people aren't used to that but for you not being used to being in those stretch positions is the same reason why you have stiff hips. So it's I like, like you just called me. Out it's like, it. for example, like people say I have stiff <laughs> hips and tight true. lower backs and I put them in a position that alleviates that should alleviate it, yeah. but then they can't even sit in it. You know? Yeah, because it's uncomfortable. Where it's like, why is it common that sitting down is comfortable when sitting down is the reason why you have tight hips? Hmm. It should be the other way around. It's just like most people with with like society today. It's like if you are eating better, you know, and you, you, that's considered a diet. Where it's like society eats so bad that now when you decide to eat better, it's considered a diet. When it it's should be funny. I just seen that somewhere. Yeah. Like, why is the healthy eating the diet? And like, exactly. So it's that should be the norm. The norm, yeah. and then the diet of like eating bad. Like, oh, that person's the got trend. a bad diet. Right. You know, so it's like for people who have tight hips or tight stuff, if you don't stretch and it feels uncomfortable, well, guess what? It's uncomfortable because you don't do that position as much. Right. Yeah. Which means I need more of it. Yeah. Or it's like for like instance, people who struggle in certain things, like people who struggle to study, if they don't practice studying, you're not going to get better at studying. True. This is why I'm going to start doing my, my stretches again. And I haven't done yoga in a while, which is one of my favorite like forms of stretching. But yeah, I feel uh, empowered. But it, all, but it all comes back to movement yeah. and circulation. Yeah. So cupping, fascia therapy, all that stuff. The number, the two things that I want people to understand from this is that healing comes through movement and circulating. Yeah. I've never ever met a healthy person that's just always been sitting on their butt all day long. Right, yeah, they're active. Exactly. You know, I've never met anybody that has, you know, no pain in their body and they do the bare minimum. Right. 
You know, those blue zones in the world where people are so healthy and all that stuff, they're doing the most. Okay, let's talk about the blue zones because this is the <laughs> second time. Um, I've Actually, somebody mentioned it yesterday. Uh, or actually, no, my last event. Someone mentioned it. There's a cool, there's a cool show on Netflix right now. It's I talking know. about that. It's amazing. I was yeah. so impressed with, like, the people from Okinawa, Japan. Or, like, right Japan. here. Yeah. Uh, Loma Linda, you know? And there's there's a blue zone in Loma Linda. It's not mm, that far from here. No, it's not. It's not that I'm far. I'm trying from. to remember because I know there's also one. Is it in Costa Rica? Yes, Costa Rica. Yeah. So first of all, Shout a out. blue zone. That's an area where people live. What over 100 years old? What is it? On what? average, on average, on they live average. Close to, they, they're, they're all close to 100 years old. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because I know a lot of people will say like, "Oh my God, close to 100." Where it's like back then, 100 years ago, getting close to 100 was okay. Oh, it was nothing. I know, y'all know I love to travel. And there's someone I follow and they they go to different um, tribes in Africa. Mm-hmm. And the people are like 140, like the ancestors there. Like they are well over, one of the well ladies was like, I, I don't, I stopped keeping track. Like they don't even like really keep track of it, it like insane. that. Yeah. But it's normal, right? Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is just an elder here. Mm-hmm. There's a book uh, called about... Becoming the Supernatural Human by Dr. Joe Espinosa. Dispenza. Dispenza. Becoming Supernatural. Becoming Supernatural. Okay. He talks about this one, um, like, I guess guru, like guru of life. Like he is one with the world. He is one with healing. He is one with like, he is just at a higher state than most people. You know, Mm -hmm. like when you, all your chakras are aligned, you're at the highest state. Mm -hmm. This guy has been reported to have lived over 200 years. Hmm. And has done things that kind of go against the laws of physics. And what's his name? Um, the guy who wrote the book, mm-hmm. um, Doctor Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he wrote it about someone else. About well, he wrote about what that guy taught him to become a supernatural human, about oh. living past a hundred, becoming one with the world, becoming one at a higher state, healing your body from like these diseases and all that stuff. It's also interesting that this is even coming up right now yeah. um, because I literally. I don't remember why I was going through this train of thought and I was going through like different affirmations, but I was, I was just like speaking affirmations of myself about like how I'm like super healthy and all these things. But I said like, yeah, I'm going to live past a hundred years old. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that you're bringing up like mm-hmm. living past a hundred. That's in an this affirmation book, for you right there. I do. I'm gonna That's an affirmation right old, there. But I'm going to be like, yeah, I have this whole little train of thoughts mm-hmm. of affirmations. But so it's just, um, it's interesting that this topic is even coming up mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. because well, I just said it today. I mean, like I said, if you want to get to 100, you got to you gotta move your body and you got to keep on even, even till. Yeah. It's funny because when I do this type of work, like let's say if I work on, like yesterday, I worked on three people that had upper back stiffness, right? Okay. One of them actually suffers from high blood pressure. And it was the third time that I've worked on them and they realize that every time I've been done working on their upper back they take their blood pressure test and all that stuff they realize that immediately the next day their blood pressure drops yeah and why does that happen because for example like this connective tissue it can expand but it can also restrict you mm-hmm. and you can restrict yourself on how much you want to restrict yourself how do humans restrict themselves so they go to the doctors and they say I got knee pain and the doctor tells you don't move you know, <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. No offense <laughs> to any dogs and all that stuff, but it's just like when a dog tells you not to move, it's like they're just kind of giving you in a way safe but lazy advice because they don't know what's your lifestyle. They don't know how actively fit you are. So they're going to tell the average person that comes into the office, don't move your knee because it is the safest thing to say. Yeah. But for those who are adventurous or those who know what they're doing, the more you move, the better you're going to pr- heal. Yeah. So like, for example, yeah, because you got to get the oxygen flowing. You got to get the oxygen yeah. flowing. So, like, for example, if you are not going to move and you're not going to be expanding that fascia, literally, like, oh, man, I lost my train of thought with all, this, all the conversation we're going. But, for example, if you go and you are literally planning to live for the rest of your life, you're not going to be able to get to that point if you are always scared of feeling discomfort and working on your fascia or expanding your fascia and training it, it all comes with that territory. You have to do that stuff. We talk about leaning into discomfortability a lot on this podcast. And so talk about, you know, things coming for us full circle, but it's like, we need to lean into discomfortability emotionally, spiritually. And now here you are telling us like even physically, but Again, we know this, right? Growth yeah. happens outside the comfort zone. Yeah. And your fascia being one of the skin being the largest organism, your fascia being one of the largest organisms, 
we have to take care of that work because like you said it overall it impacts our whole body right because yeah. even i've read about like even like with the scalp right like doing mm -hmm. those type of massages and things like that but there's times where marina's had like migraines and i just start oh let the people know a lot of people get migraines yeah i mean there's times where uh marina has gotten some migraines and she's like handicapped by them and i just start you know rubbing her scalp kind of like just i do that when i get getting... a headache too yeah i mean we all naturally do that and why does it feel good you know why does it feel good when we compress they say that yeah pressure. Compress the pressure on the temples that's what I, honey told me that one yeah day. exactly so you compress not only that you're compressing on the temples but then also you, there's certain things around there that has connective tissue that goes to a certain area where it's going to send a, the a a response signal okay. to alle alleviate pain everything is a response to anything why right. do you take medication because it's going to respond to your your pain signal somewhere yeah. so if you are going to touch something like for example this is how fascia works like and this is why people don't like it so like what fascia happens is like the deeper you touch like for example let's say i come onto this yeah because there's layers yeah, yeah yeah and so what happens is like reason why fascia hurts or cupping sometimes this form of therapy hurts is because if you're not allowing your body to get deeper into that healing it's going to be like your body's response to keep you safe like saying like this yeah. is out of your norm That's like what, what like, are you stop. doing it's like, for this example, hurts, if right? I would have come onto your podcast, right? Let's say we didn't know each other like uh -huh. as much and I come here, right? And I just start touching your stuff. You're going to be like, okay, that's weird. Like, okay, I'm going to let it slide. But I start grabbing this and then there's going to be a point where you're going to be like, stop. Like, what are you doing? Like, don't do that. That's weird. That's your body. When I'm working on fashion, you're like, Ooh, that's weird. I'm not used to feeling that pain. Oh, wait, like, wait, this is not comfortable. And then it's going to get to a point where you're going to say, stop, stop, stop. I don't which like I, that. Which I Done. you know and so but it's because that's your body's way to protect you. right and just the, like the more you work on fascia guess what you can train it just how you can get it lengthened or durable you can train it to become more resilient because that's what scar tissue is it, it helps your body get more resilient it's building so, it up yeah so the more you get worked on guess what it doesn't hurt as much because there's less to clean up it's like this when, makes this makes sense too though because i'm thinking about even like when we get sick right like you get the sniffles. The sniffles is not the problem. It's a sign that something else is happening, right? Yes. You get the headache. The headache's not the problem. Yes. Which is also my reason why I don't take over-the-counter medicine, right? Because yeah. it just pacifies, like you said. It puts a Band-Aid on what the really real issue is. Yeah. yeah. So I like that you're even elevating that. Like with the body, that's why we feel those things. And even mm -hmm. that pain is a sensor that tells you like something's off. Yes. Right? And I've been doing a lot of work recently about like alignment. Yes. And so, like, that's the same thing when it comes to, like, energy. Like, those negative moments, that's the reminder that you're not in alignment. Yes. So, that pain in the body is also that reminder, reminder of, like, something's wrong and it needs to be fixed. So, like, for you, like, your knee, you were saying that. Yeah, let's I went on my, my hike and, you know, I feel a little discomfort. So, there's yeah. something that's going on that your body's sending a response saying, like, hey, there's something. It's saying, hey, go see Kevin. That too, you know. <laughs> but, um, like, for example... Like I said, it, your body is very intuitive. A lot of things. I think we as humans, we Definitely numb agree. those intuitions. Yep. Like whether we only want to acknowledge it when it's really bad. When it's just like, if you know something's out of the ordinary, yeah. take empowerment on taking control of it. Because yeah. it's like I tell people, if you're getting to the point where you have to come in to visit my practice and you're literally at the point where you cannot move, then it's going it, yeah. to hurt. Yeah. But if you're like... You at know, the beginning of the discomfort. You know, and you're just trying to work through it, then you're going to realize that, you know, the healing process is going to be easier to go through. Yeah. But, yeah, um, that's basically just kind of like a quick little reminder. I like to tell people with fascia, it's like it's your body's response signal through pain because it's trying to protect you. Yeah. So, like, even usually when I'm done working on people, let's say I have someone that comes in for any injury and I work on the fascia. Sometimes I work through fascia so fast um, that, you know, I move it around. So the next day, sometimes they might even feel a little bit more sore than when they came in, but that's right. fine because that's your body telling you, protecting you saying, Crystal, you came in for a bad knee with me. The next day you're going to feel a little bit, you know, like still soreness, but that's your fascia telling your body, please do not do anything out of the ordinary. Do not go running right now. Do not yeah. go work out right now. Let it recover. Cause I'm still getting used to this readjustment phase. Mm, so like okay. you're saying about alignment, when I realign everything, everything, it's funny because I can realign someone's fascia and their body can still be realigning two weeks from now, three weeks right. from now, I just had a gentleman that I worked on their shoulder because they had shoulder pain. And since they were having an impingement on one side, it was causing disalignment to the other side mm -hmm. of his shoulder. So 
even though I fixed one shoulder, he was telling me uh, a week later, he was doing some type of pull-ups. And when you hang from a bar, it kind of puts your scapulas in a stretch position. He realized that his right shoulder just went click, click. Like it just, you know, readjusted itself. And he said, I didn't need that on my right side. But I realized that now that I can even sit more upright, I'm not feeling as uncomfortable. I'm not feeling as uncomfortable. And okay. then also I've realized that I have better quality of exercise. I have better quality of sleep. And because I worked on his left side, everything else that was connected to that was readjusting itself nice. later on down the road. So yeah, usually the healing process takes about two to three days once I'm done working on somebody. But after the third day, it's usually when they start like, like they're for sure like not feeling it as much anymore. When you say the healing process, you're saying like what exactly are we doing? post post therapy? Like so for mm -hmm. example, you like let's say I'm just done doing therapy on you right now. Right. And you probably will feel by day three your best. So like okay. for example, you might feel sore. You're feel you're gonna feel sometimes maybe fatigue at the end okay. of the therapy, depending what you get worked on. Yeah. But usually by day three you can tell that it's not even there anymore. And you'll even start realizing like, wow, I didn't realize how restricted I was. I've worked on people who had, you know, bad hips or bad lower back health. And by day three, they're realizing like, wow, I didn't realize how much I was slouching. I didn't realize how much I was not upright. I didn't realize how I wasn't opening up my hips as much. Yeah. So all that stuff, you know, it, it, it realigns after a couple of days. And then it's funny too, um, not funny, but someone was asking, cause I asked the dynasty, I was like, you know, what questions do you want to know? Mm -hmm. And we've answered a few of the questions already, but um, it's interesting cause someone was asking like how long, well, I'm about to actually give something away because after you do the cupping session, um, after you do the cup, you take the cups off and cupping is most known for the bruising that's left yes. behind, right? Uh -huh. And I want you to go into that. But before you do, I know someone was asking like, how long do the bruises last? And I'm thinking right now, like that depends on the person. Yes, it does. And it you does. can tell us why we bruise, which mm -hmm. I feel like is gonna explain okay. the length and so, why. So as far as why we bruise, the different colors of the bruising, mm -hmm. it depends on the person, um, depending how, you know, how much scar tissue they've developed in that area, and how much um, times or how long has it been since they've had you know, healthy circulation. So if you're someone that has had upper back issues like in your shoulders for so many years and you've never done any type of form of treatment and you don't activate those muscles often as far as like using them for exercise, if they're just inactive, they're dormant, you're gonna have darker, darker marks than usual because okay. literally that's just like, for example, blood that is literally no oxygen, um, all those toxins that are trapped embedded into those muscle fibers. So the darker the, the, the mark, that means that you had poorer circulation. The lighter the marks, that means you have better circulation. It's interesting because I always notice where my marks are, right? So like sometimes the upper shoulder is like super dark, right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes my lower shoulder, when you did my legs, you know, but it's interesting for me as the patient or the, you know, the customer just to see like, oh shit. Mm -hmm. But also it's like, that's also where it was hurting the most, the most. right? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, that makes so much sense that yeah. like, yeah, there's a lot of trauma happening right mm -hmm. there because. Yeah. Of and usually like doing. general areas too that are connected to that area usually mm -hmm. are also um, darker as well. Yeah. It's like, so that part is like darker and then it really does like the gradiency, right? Yeah. I don't think I make that word up, but the gradient, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it's dark and then it does go lighter, lighter, mm -hmm. lighter. So like if you're working my upper body, I noticed down here, my yeah. lower body is uh -huh. always the lightest. Yeah. So it's interesting how and, that just spreads. And then you can tell like which side do you favor more and everything because I always usually put the same pressure. I always put the same pressure on all the cups that I have. So like for let's say I have them all over your upper back, I usually like to do two to three pumps. Mm -hmm. um, and if they're all two to three pumps, you know, you're gonna realize like, whoa, even though these are the same amount of pumps on this side to get the same amount of pressure, why is this side more, you know, darker? Yeah. Well, that's the side that you favor more. Maybe for people that, you know, are teachers, you know, they have a side where they have the clicking hand more, or the side that they're kind of or facing their desk or riding board. more. Yeah. So that means you're gonna develop more scar tissue on that right side. But even though you work, I always tell people too, if you're coming in for a right shoulder issue, you got to give some treatment to the left side because balance. you know you got to yeah. create balance you know you don't want you don't want one side to feel the love more than the other side like i said if i work on one side it can also affect the way the other right. side's moving and it's interesting you brought up the um the over dominant 
uh, part of aspect of it because I know that shows up for us in the massage therapy. Yes. Reminder, you said you need to start on my left next time. Yeah. Because he always starts on my right, but then he gets to my left and then you say you're surprised because I have more, like my pain tolerance is much lower. Look, he's all stressed out right now thinking about these sessions, but yeah. She's got marbles in her back sometimes. Like literally sometimes, there was one point it was like a golf ball in her trap. Insane. Insane. I can't even believe how she gets all those knots in her stature. It's insane. You lucky I love my community because you're telling them all my business. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally fine. I mean, girl, I mean, you have those knots in I your chest because you do a lot of things, girl. You, you know, it, when you build knots, Not it's because you're, you're moving a lot of weight, but you have you carry a lot of weight on those shoulders. I do. You know, give yourself a little love. I do, and this is why, like, it's interesting though because on the left side is that is like I you I don't even want to let you feel because I feel something right there. It feels big too. Oh man. But, <laughs> He's like remembering all like, of the sessions where he's like, Crystal, what the I'm not going to feel doing? the difference between the knot here and then this, this, this crystal right here. See? Like literally it's going to probably feel the same. No, seriously. But it, I always do think that's interesting that the left side, I'm, my pain tolerance is different. And even you mentioned like, it's shocking because you expect my right side mm -hmm. to be like. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, the reason why is, uh, well, are you asking for the reason? Yeah. Okay, I so like the know. reason why is even though you have more scar tissue on your right side, yeah. but then when I work on your left side, it's not as, you know, I guess easy to go through that, you know, compared to your right side, because like I said, scar tissue does what? I've built up that like exactly. resistance over here. So now mm. I can take more wear and tear. So even though you have more scar tissue here, you're training that muscle because you're, here's the thing, there's people who don't mobilize their scar because scar tissue is also a good thing to help you get stronger, to do more. Right, right, but, right, push next time. Yeah, but since you're developing scar tissue on one side, guess what, it's going to develop on the other side. But since you're not using that side as much, mm -hmm. it's not developing the muscle that you have. And that's what people are mistaken sometimes. Like I have people who are active throughout the day, like construction workers, and I tell them, you still need to work out. And I was like, no, I, I do so much because I do construction. This is the workout, I felt that. But I tell people, it's like, yeah, but then you're just working your body you're not really you're not really making it stronger you're exhausting mm. your body so it's like you are making these muscles work for you but you're not making anything for these muscles to get stronger to become more durable for you so like for example there's a there's a there's a difference between having a hard labor job and taxing your body and that's the reason why you're not obese and then there's a difference that, you know, you go and you have a hard labor job and then you actually train your body to become durable. The way I like to put it like this is this, professional athletes, do they do, do basketball players just play basketball? No, they need to train their body to be durable for the sport that they play because if they're not durable for the sport, they're not gonna be able to play. It's, so, interesting. it's interesting you bring out athletes because I found myself in a rabbit hole on Instagram. This is a sidebar. But I found myself in a rabbit hole because somebody posted um, a dancer, mm -hmm. a pole dancer. Oh. And I was just like, look at her arms. I was like watching for like, I was taking it all in because I'm like, mm -hmm. wow. Like, and then she was doing moves where it's like, she's holding herself by her legs. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dang, like, mm -hmm. you know, they working yeah. out. And fascia, like I said, fascia is meant to be flexible. Right. Like for example, if you see someone that like a pole dancer, right? She has muscle. Correct? Yeah. And there could be another girl that's kind of same built, but she's just someone that goes and lifts weights, right? Yeah. Fashion moves differently for her compared to the other girl. Right. Both girls will, let's say, weigh 110 pounds on a good day, mm -hmm. okay? But person, girl A does pole dancing, girl B does weight training. Mm -hmm. The way that girl A, who's the pole dancer, trains her fascia, it's gonna be more flexible and more athletic. Right, yeah. The person who does weight training, they're gonna have strong fascia, but their fascia, let's say they start running or doing something that requires their body to contort, the other person's fascia is going to look so natural exactly. and flexible. But the other person's fascia, they're still strong and healthy, but then that person's going to have mobility issues later on down the road. They're going to have restrictions later on down the road. So it's like, even though you need to train fascia in both ways, because even person A needs to strengthen their fascia. But like I said, you know, you can train your fascia to be flexible. And that's yeah. the one thing I tell people, like, you know, Learn how to make your body stronger to be able to do the things that you do every day. And that's why I love about health and fitness because, you know, as, as a coach, I tell people, yeah, you go, you join a coach because you want a, a specific program, what mm -hmm. they do. Well, the way I like to influence people with health and fitness is do a workout program that's going to enrich the life that you love to live already. I like so that. like if you're someone that wants to just go get a program because you just want to sculpt your butt. You're not gonna want to sculpt your butt all entire your whole entire life, you know. Granted, you know I you might, might want to, I you might know, yeah, yeah, you might want to, yeah, yeah. But you can't sculpt your butt if you got a bad lower back. Ugh. 
take the fun out of it. Okay. So that's why I tell people, like, <laughs> you know. like, darn it. But this is how you get me. And believe it or not, I do remember like some of the exercises you've given me to help with my back yeah. because he literally says these things like after the session. Okay. So this is basically the end of the session, right? Uh -huh. He's like, basically, okay, next step, this is your homework. So yeah, he's like, yeah. yeah, all this stuff is good, but also you need to do this. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's like providing empowerment through people with like, for example, one of my things is when I, cause I used to get injured all the time cause I played sports okay. and one thing I did not like is when I would go to the doctors and all that stuff and they would tell me like, take this pain med, rest and you know, just expect this to happen in a couple of weeks. Like there's no knowledge behind that. Like, yeah. especially some people, you'd be surprised they'll go to a doctor and they go for it, go for it. If you want to pause that. No, you're Are good. you good? Oh, okay. My bad. Um, so like people go and visit a doctor and they'll get all these tests done and then they'll take all this advice and medication they don't even know what is going on in their of body course not, yeah. so for me when i do treatment to people i like to let people know what's going on in their body because when someone else asks hey what are you doing or what is it they're doing it's going to sound better if you know what's getting worked if on you can actually tell them what it is and then on top of that you know the power of knowing so if you know that you can have control of your healing process how not motivating, uh, how motivating is that? You know, where it's like, oh, maybe if I get this surgery done the right way, yeah. I will be able to do what I have to do. Where it's like, no, I mean, if you do this homework and you're going to be able to train the fascia, train your muscles to support whatever you're doing, this is something that you can take control of. And especially because you know about it. Yeah, I like this. You, you definitely dropped so much healing gems today, Kevin. And I'm sorry, you know, if I was all Why over are you the apologizing? Because, because like for me, it's just like, honestly, Crystal, like when it comes to fascia healing and, and health and fitness, I think I can have like a series of, of episodes with you, but you definitely, I was like, we need, there's so much more we could talk about. I definitely feel that. Mm -hmm. But like, as far as that, I think what it is, is just, you know, you're very passionate in what you do, definitely. inspiring and passing on knowledge to people. Um, especially cause you know, knowledge is power. You, I mean, you're, you're in academia too, you know? Definitely. So it's just like with knowledge is power, you know, you can influence other people outside of your circle. So it's just like, if you can provide knowledge, you know, why do people, I think for you, it's like, for me, I, the way I like, the way I like to look at it is create value in myself by instilling values in others. Yes. I like it. You know? So it's like, if someone tells me, like you say, I got my guy. That makes you feel special because it's like, oh, I got a guy that knows this. And yeah. that makes you feel like, oh, yeah, like I'm special because I know this person. I know like this person's good at what they do. Mm -hmm. So same thing like that. Like if you can pass on knowledge, that can be the reason why someone's life can change later on. I you agree never with know. I agree with it. And I'm not a big believer in um, like I don't do over the counter like medicines. You know, I'm really big on my herbs and things like that. And so in like holistic medicine alternative medicine and so for me you know i actually met kevin because he was training my honey and honey used to get wellness sessions y'all had a whole program right mm -hmm. it would be like three workout sessions and a wellness session or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, uh -huh. but honey actually like brought me to kevin because of whatever i was feeling at that mm -hmm. moment um and for me it was like it was just the alignment right i was mm -hmm. like oh shit and especially i mean i can imagine all the questions i asked the first time i, I met you right the but first time I don't even, <laughs> the first time, like, compared to now, it's probably no difference, honestly. But, but it I was, it, like... I honestly love patients like you. Oh, I, I can tell, like because that. you like to spread knowledge. So even I when you were it. saying that, I said, I oh, we it. were the perfect match. Yeah. Where you can, I like to, you like to give knowledge, and I like to ask the questions to gain the knowledge. So it was perfect. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm happy. I'm happy that things fell into alignment the way that they did. Honestly, I mean, I think that might be, I think I'm blessed, yeah. you know, blessed because like, I think more than anything, if you can make, connections are so important, but if you can make good ones, I think yeah. that's even more valuable, yeah. you know, more valuable for a fact. And the fact that, I mean, like it's been, what, since 2020 or before 2020? Well, I trained honey, I like, I call him Vic, but honey, <laughs> I trained honey. <laughs> Post-COVID, you know? I mean, pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, pre yeah, because yeah. it was before everything shut down. Yeah. So you've been you've been in our lives for a few years now. I and know. the fact that we're still here, you know, that does speak. So That's I, awesome. uh, I have gratitude. So, yeah, I do. I have so much gratitude to you and uh, Marina and just the relationships that we've cultivated over the years. Uh, but before we go, you definitely got to let the people know you dropped so much knowledge, okay? 
I want the world to experience at least one wellness ses session with you. Um, so let them know where can they find you and how do they get in touch with you? Yes. Yeah, so, um, so we have two, well, I have two Instagram pages that you can kind of reach us through. Um, our main Instagram account is our private training studio account. It's called foundational training performance. Um, and then right there with our page, you can click on the links. There's going to be a link tree where you can sign up through email or you can message us through a number that we have that we are going to receive for our appointments. Um, you can also follow my personal Instagram at KCMORA96. And that's, you know, I post actively about my therapy session. So if you want to get more knowledge based off that or see examples of it, I post every day on my Instagram story uh, for those therapy sessions. But we are located in North Long Beach yeah. and we do have, I do offer first time customer promos and I do offer first time customer deals. So any new person that's willing to take control of their health and life for good and actually wants to get to the bottom of actually, you know, getting healthy, then this is the next step for you. If you're someone that's been praying to God or talking to the world, you know, and this is something that's reaching out to you, my best advice is just give it the, give it a shot because you never know what other avenue can open up for you. Yeah. So I want to thank you very much for having me here on your podcast. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. It's been more than a pleasure. I'm very grateful for everything, Crystal. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. Uh, before we go, I definitely want to uh, do some healing on the horizon. Okay. So a few upcoming events. I know we have some sound baths. October is popping. But we do have like a forgiveness sound bath happening in October. We have comedic yoga. And um, I was going to say Reiki. But have you, have you did comedic yoga with us, Marina? Not yet, huh? Um, I don't think so. No, yeah, we gotta get so. you at a yoga session. That'll be really cool. I feel like yeah. I need something. Why is Marina though, the one that's invited? I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm gonna invite Marina first. Guys, that's the story of this no, relationship. Like, Crystal's always trying to bring Marina. I'm, I'm just here trying to third wheel so bad. You know, it's getting thirsty. Because, but it's because honey doesn't want to kick it with me, so I gotta kick oh, it with that. Oh, dang. <laughs> you can do honey under the bus. It's alright. Uh, we're gonna we plan. We always say this, but we really do have to plan something. Oh, um, man. But yeah, thank y'all for tuning in. And now, like I said, y'all really reach out to Kevin. Tell him, Crystal, the goddess, tell him he sent y'all, because I'll be wanting to know like who is actually going, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, don't let the fear scare you, right? Like, be open to something new. I promise you're not going to need to see your doctor and pay your copay. But I digress. Yeah. And then on top of that, if you guys mentioned that you're coming from watching this video, just mention that you came from Crystal, and then I'll give you a little extra discount on top mm, of that. We like so that. So make sure that you guys, one, like this video. Hey. Send proof that you liked it. <laughs> and then... I'll give you that extra discount coming through this podcast. There we go. And with that being said, I just want y'all to remember you are a whole goddess out here. And it's always a great day to live life as such. Ashe, wanna say bye? Bye, guys. Bye. Have a good one. All right, all right, all right. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the House of Divinity podcast, where we have divine discussions for the gods and goddesses that are looking to raise their vibration activate and align their chakras and really just tap in and be their most divine goddess self. So before you go, I want you to go ahead and check out our